Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads will bring you in-depth insights and analysis on the topics that really matter to investors. In this episode, we'll be discussing Chinese equities. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined today by David Choa, Head of Greater China Equities and based in Hong Kong. Welcome, David, and thanks for joining me. Thank you, Daniel. My pleasure to be here. David, I think everyone is quite interested to talk about Chinese equities. Now, that may not necessarily be so great, given that we know the motivation for that has been uh, not only the disappointing performance this year, but what has been kind of a long track record of surprisingly poor performance from Chinese equities and certainly disappointing relative to the expectations that we all had when China finally left lockdown. Let's jump to the chase then. We know already that Chinese equities had a challenging year in 2023, that that's continued with a sharp correction in the market year to date. Do you see things on the ground as really that bad? The real situation on the ground, I feel, is not as disastrous as the market suggests. Recovery is ongoing. It's happening. Structurally, they have some issues like property, local government debt, and demographics. But actually, it's not as disastrous as the market suggested. It's just uneven, patchy. There are areas that are doing less good, like uh, property, commodity, construction, for example. However, there are areas that are actually still doing quite all right, like, for example, auto, uh, part of the internet, travel, export industry. So what the government's doing right now is really try to put a floor on the downside with the help of the monetary and fiscal easing. We also see uh, more actions from the government these days. Uh, for example, on the local government that we see them employing more resources from the central government and also pull forward the local government bond program. On the property side, we see programs like urban renovation and social housing project which together aim to create extra demand to carry out the infantry. So maybe the market feeling is really bad, but the recovery momentum is still ongoing for sure. Well, if it's as you say that the market perception is worse than the reality, one would assume that that's going to open up an opportunity for you as an investor. At least foreign observers have been waiting for even more policy support than we've had so far. There have been measures, but the effects seem to be quite limited. We've seen a bounce in the market, but that bounce tends not to last. So the key question then, in your view, what are some of the positive catalysts that could finally turn things around and remove, hopefully, that the entrenched negative expectations and sentiment that we see? I think help from the government is not as big bang, uh, kind of like magical bullet as people expected, but they cannot rely on one single magical bullet. What we've seen from the government is actually a lot of action coming more frequently. For example, just a few weeks ago, we see another 15 points reduction in the triple R ratio, releasing more capital into the market. And then we also see the setup of the national funding in the amount of the US dollar, more than 215 billion. So we see such actions coming on more frequently. But some of this need to be more consistent. They just need to have a clear 
more steady policy actions. There are some signs of a more steady policy. For example, in the healthcare space, they allow more flexible pricing regime for the innovative drugs. On the property front, they want urban renovation projects. But we need more details of such a big policy. Where's the money coming from, for example? Is it going to be the compensation scheme for the residents in those areas being affected? Is it going to be housing voucher? Is it going to be subsidies? And where's the financing coming from? It will help for sure as well. And then it comes to the harder areas like demographics, right? Uh, retirement age is one area that could be a surprise on the upside, like retirement age is very low. But now the time has changed. They need an um, extension of the retirement age of the people to help on the demographic. Secondly, the hukou system used to prevent the overflow of the population into the top tier cities. Reform of the hukou could create extra demand for consumption and for the local housing demand. Migrant workers basically used to be restricted on where they could live. Now, given the freedom and flexibility to stay in areas where they work in the top tier cities, they can easily move their families to these top tier cities and then create extra demand for the housing and consumption. These are the big structural policy change that really help. But most of all, I think the issue relating to the private enterprises, because no matter how you cut the angle, enterprises are the engines of the Chinese economy, more than two of the growth. What needs to be done is really better clarity on what private enterprise can do, laying down the framework of where this private enterprise stand will be big help because it will really instill confidence into the businessman. They know what they can earn, they know what they can do, then they will deploy the capital and start hiring again. Without that confidence, it's really hard for them to grow. We ignite the animal spirit of the private enterprise is one of the most important catalysts that can reignite the story of the China economy. If we take a look at the current environment, David, as you described it, Apache recovery, globally demand is uneven. The U.S. clearly doing still relatively well, but maybe demand is not quite so strong in Europe. And of course, there's always the concerns about geopolitical tensions. Doesn't necessarily seem like such a great environment, but at the same time, of course, there's always opportunity and China is still growing by at least 7% a year. So there should be opportunity there. Uh, what are some of the areas that you like? China is changing in terms of where it's staying in the economic cycle. In terms of the portfolio strategy, we are adjusting as well. We want to focus on those selective few areas that can still deliver growth. So, for example, industrial upgrade innovation. Secondly, consolidation. After the last few years of the COVID policy, the survivors of these hiccups are become stronger. We want to look for companies where the supply dynamics become more favorable. Definitely consumption, consumer still have a lot of money to spend. They have a build up excess saving during the COVID years. How they spend is changing. It's less about durable goods, less about luxury goods, more about experience-based consumption like travel, F&B, concert, etc. Consumption remains a key area, so we short retail, and then we want to go long. The innovation, the breakthrough trends, so IT, internet, AI, digitalization, just look at the AI cycle in the US, right? It's the same thing in China, digitalization, AI enablers will still work even in this challenging macro environment with an angle of improving free cash flow and dividend. 
they could be anti-cyclical ideas in this cycle. And lastly, it's kind of around names. Basically, uh, these are also more immune to the current environment. Well, David, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Daniel. It's my pleasure to be here today. That's it for this week's episode of Talking Ads. If you would like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out Viewpoint, our website for investment insights at viewpoint.bnpparibas-am.com. We recommend subscribing to Talking Heads on your favorite podcast channel. You receive your podcast episodes every Monday afternoon. If you like Talking Heads, leave us a positive review and a nice rating. You've been listening to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast with me, Daniel Morris, and David Choa. Please do join me next week. Until then, take care. This presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.